Good morning, good morning, good morning. So, something that I pride myself on is being able to ask good questions. And being able to identify what question needs to be asked to solve problems at the root cause. What are the key drivers? But where I find myself lacking is in the execution of the solutions. Because a lot of times I have good questions, but not as often do I have good answers. And even less often than that, with the answers, do I execute to drive results. And I see this being an issue that continually pops up in my life. Professionally, even emotionally, financially. And a lot of times, I would say more often, more recently, good questions have been leading me to good solutions and good answers. But the answer was something that I already knew. It wasn't something that I've already visited mentally. And I deferred because I didn't like the discipline required to achieve the result. Or maybe the amount of time or other resources that would be required to achieve the result. So I deferred and ignored, thinking that I could live with subpar results. And after an extended period of time of living with these less than desirable results, I would begin asking questions around the problem. And that would only lead me back to the original solution. Which, once again, has the exact same resource requirement. And the exact same amount of discipline required. But the issue with it now is that... I may have developed poor habits that now contribute, making it harder to achieve the original solution. Or may have, maybe I have done damage, especially in pertaining to financial goals or relationship goals, even professional reputation can also have negative effects by not delivering the maximum results. And I've, I've been listening a lot to some actors' roundtables. Just said, you know, Jim Rohn. Reading some more Zig Ziglar. 
and Will Smith talks about self-discipline and how to truly love yourself you must discipline yourself and not discipline in the sense of punishment but discipline in the sense of doing what is required when you don't feel like it when everything else is telling you that you don't need to and then I kind of think about this perpetual state of comfort that we chase and I get confused on when is comfortable or when do we transition as a society to become comfortable when did the programming begin to make us comfortable and yeah there's a lot of you know conspiracies out there that it started with the original steel and oil moguls back in 18, 19 hundreds, 1910s, 1920s, where they programmed us to go to school to follow orders so you can get a job where you're going to follow orders and to live this very routine life because factories needed employees. So the best way to do that was to teach you to become a great employee from a very young age. And that's when a lot of the, from my understanding, I could be wrong, laws on mandatory school and stuff came into play to make sure that everybody learned to become a drone. And I try not to wrap myself up in things like that. Because just because, because just because, that's really proper of me. But uh, the reason why I try to stay away from it is it paints a picture in your mind that there's forces against you. And if we are programmed to be comfortable, you would not go against forces that are working against you. The easiest, most comfortable path would be to submit And the way I prefer to look at it is there's always going to be people who are jealous of what you have, jealous of what you do, who may not want you to succeed for one reason or the other. And that is their place to challenge you, to test you. And the more success you gain the more people that see it and want to take it away from you there will be but if you focus on them and give in to them you lose and in knowing that there's always going to be somebody who is we'll say working against you You can just ignore them. Because the positive forces in this world 
and the amount of action that you can take to move towards a goal can offset any forces that are to be against you. Positive always wins the battle against the negative if you choose. But going back to the comfort, I remember my grandfather used to get up at 5 o'clock every single morning. Actually, 4.30. He was at the table with his coffee by 5. Every single morning. Like clockwork. And I remember he would have gardens and this this small business. And I never once heard him say anything about don't want to. My other set of grandparents, I've never heard the words don't want to come out of their mouth. Even my father. He might say, I put in too many hours this week. Or I don't have time for the things that I want to do because I'm working too much. But I've never heard him say, I don't want to go to work today. I've never heard him say anything negative about his obligations. And then I think how many times I've spoken out loud in the morning brushing my teeth. Or while I'm getting in the shower or talking to my wife before we leave for the morning. And either of us have said, I don't want to go to work today. And then when we get home, I can count and remember several times where we've said, I just want to relax tonight. And I know several other people that I've talked to in my employment younger, older, and same age. Talk about, you know, it's been a long week, I'm just going to go home and relax. And this goes back to the whole, the comfort. The idea that my life should be comfortable and easy. That I should be able to live in a way that every day is not hard and filled with things and obligations that I don't want to participate in. And I truly feel that right there might be the difference, the way I phrased it there at the end. I feel like you should design a life in a way that you are uncomfortable, that you do have many tasks to do, that there is obligations and requirements of you. But are the obligations you choose. I don't remember who said it, but it might have been on a Tim Ferriss interview. But I remember hearing something to the effect of a successful life is one where you do or spend as little time as possible on the things that you wish not to do. So pretty much... If you're going to work, which we all need income of some kind, you're working to earn a living on things you enjoy doing. Things that you don't have to completely twist your arm to achieve and accomplish. 
that the things that occupy your time are the things that you want to spend time doing. That doesn't mean that you're going to be able to live a life, or even should live a life, where every day you wake up and you spend six hours watching TV or playing a video game. Unless that's how you're going to earn a living. Um, Does that make sense? I feel like I'm not able to drive my point home fully. But the idea of my life should be comfortable. So I'm going to do everything I can to have momentary comfort. That's, that's just it's confusing to me. Because as much as it doesn't make sense, I've seen myself time after time strive for that. That's just a terrible thing. It's a terrible thing. And part of the reason why I bring this up is you guys have heard me talking about my books from my grandfather for who knows how long. I'm probably going to say February, possibly. And yet the same seven or eight remain on my store. That's it, just seven or eight. And it's because the task is so big. There's so many books that it's hard for me to apply time. Because with my personality type, I struggle to break tasks into small chunks and to leave some for later. I truly like when doing something to be able to complete it or to be able to wait until I have time to chunk it out all at once and binge it, I guess you could say, would be a good modern term. Um, If I'm going to watch a TV show, I'd rather watch three episodes instead of one. If I'm going to clean the house, I don't want to spend a little bit of time today vacuuming and dusting and then tomorrow laundry and then the next day cleaning bathrooms. It gives me a certain level of nervousness and anxiety to do works in that fashion. Even with work, uh, I'll procrastinate on a task that should take me 10 minutes. So that way I'm forced to do it with a whole bunch of tasks. That should only take 10 minutes. And I can do two to three hours worth of work all at once. Instead of 10 minutes here, and then 10 minutes there. Same thing with working out. You know, I'd prefer to go to the gym for three hours and be able to hit all the workouts that I wish instead of being jammed for time today and going to the gym for 45 minutes and doing something. And it's probably one of the biggest reasons for my lack of success. There was my morning yawn. But, um... just something that I'm thinking about a lot and I'm paying attention to a lot 
not only how does it reflect in my personal life, but how do how do these ideas reflect into my employment, my relationships? And not just with my wife, but with my brothers, with my father, with my grandparents. You know, I'll drive by my grandparents' house and have 30 minutes to spare. And I'll keep driving because I can't spend two hours with them. And as a result, I haven't seen them at all for, say, two or three months. Even though we only live a couple miles down the street from each other. Well, not a couple, but... It's within a 20 to 30 minute drive. So... So, yeah. So, I don't know where it comes from. I don't know what it is. I feel like I jumbled a lot of topics that got off at a tangent. That's what I do. This is how I think. So, I'm not really sure what to do about it. Right now, I'm just trying to build the awareness. As as the awareness grows, maybe it'll lead me to come up with a good question to find a solution on how to break this habit. Or these habits, I guess you could say. And then in doing so, because I'm having issues finding solutions or executing the solutions, they'll give me an opportunity to practice that as well. So, we'll see what happens.